Man, it's just been a great weekend. It's been so good to be here and just uh, love your church, love your pastors, love you. Just the hospitality has been so wonderful. And I'm sure I speak for the rest of the uh, prophets that are here this weekend and uh, just enjoy you. Well, you know, uh, last night I took a risk and I sang, and you guys still love me after that. And I know about two songs on the piano, right? And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make, I'll, I know, I'll take it back, I know like three songs on the piano. So I'm gonna do one, that's okay. Hope you still love me. And uh, make this quick, I'm, and my sister's here, I'm gonna have her come up and she's gonna, uh, She's gonna carry the load singing, so my sister Sonda. Okay, give us a second here to get this uh, squared away. Sandra, you ready?
right, you guys have heard my one song and my one song on the piano. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sonda Bonda. <laughs> Real quickly, if I could have Daniel, Logan, Dion. Did I just see Topher? Yeah, come here. I get you guys to come here real quick. I'm gonna put you in the middle. Dion, you you you're in the middle. Daniel's is playing, he's playing uh, Jesus. Topher is you and me, right? Over here is Jesus, God's destiny, God's call, God's purpose, God's prophetic word. Now, what has to happen, just like in life, Topher has to get from here to there. He has to get from here One more time, from here Now there's a problem. You know, there's, 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 a, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's, there's, there's a big problem. I like what T.D. Jake says. He says that uh, God always calls us to get from here to there, but he doesn't tell us that hell's going to be in the hallway. And when, when, God, when God speaks to us, when God speaks to us, when God downloads something into our hearts, he downloads some of our spirit, we're all, we're all excited about it, right? So go ahead, talk, act like you're excited, God just spoke to you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Now, in his mind, everybody say in his mind, in he mind. thinks it's going to be a straight shot. It's going to be a straight shot from here to there. But what we don't know and what we don't realize <laughs> is that there's something in the middle that wants to keep you from getting there. So don't, you know, don't shake him. Just, you know, don't put a, 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 a running back move on him. Just, you know, let him kind of. So he's trying to get from here to there.
Okay, this time, try a different move, but don't make it. Just he's gonna try another move. We're gonna do it one more time. Don't let me get past. Okay, okay. You get the picture? You get the picture? God gives us something here, but to get there is difficult. If you guys would just sit right there on the side, thing, uh, you guys aren't finished yet. This is your acting, day acting debut. You guys are extras. I want to give you two words today. Two words that aren't just words, but it's something that's gonna help you and I, help Harlem City Church get from here to there. Anybody have a situation in your life right now where you're trying to get from here to there? But you've been caught up in the middle, a quarter of the way, halfway, three quarters of the way. And no matter how hard you try, sometimes no matter how much you pray, no matter how much you fast, no matter how many scriptures you quote, it's like, God, what's going on? Now, let me just say a couple things here. Let me say a couple things here. I'm a pastor, and, I, and you know, I, and, uh, I understand, like I said last night, stuff is processed, right? You got to go through things. One of the things as believers is that in, the, in this life that we live, we are on planet Earth. And there's a promise from God in the scriptures about living in planet Earth. Jesus says something about that. He says, in this world, you will have tribulations. You know, sometimes we, sometimes we want to claim the promises of God. I claim it. I claim tribulations, Jesus. I remember my, my, my little sister, my, my other sister, not Sonda, but my other sister, uh, we, we, you know, we were young, we got saved, and she's in the kitchen, and she's bawling to my mom. She's crying to my mom, and she's going, Mom, something's wrong, something's wrong. You know, I'm a few years older, she's like, something's wrong, Mom, and I'm just kind of, I'm like, doing a little ear hustle, right? I'm like, this is, what's going on with her? You know, so I'm in the diary, I'm, I'm kind of ear hustling. She's like, Mom, I don't have any trials. I don't have any tribulations. And it, it was an A and B conversation. I was trying to see my way on out, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get involved in it. In my mind, I'm thinking, she crazy. This girl's in here crying to my mama because she don't have any kind of trials. I'm like, who does that? Like you, I'm trying to get out of trials and tribulation. You crying because you don't have none. So the, Jesus said the promise is that, listen, you're going to have difficulties. You're going to have hardship. You're going to have struggles. You can't, you know, you can't get out of that. I was, when I was younger, they had a little movie called The Boy in a Plastic Bubble. And he had this uh, autoimmune disease. And I think it was John Travolta. He lived inside the bubble, you know. And everybody would play. And they'd come outside. And they'd visit the kid around the bubble and that kind of thing. And finally got older. He got a, uh, had a girlfriend. They made a glove for him. And he could hold a girl's hand outside with, through the plastic in the bubble. And I was like, man, this guy's living inside of a bubble. 
you, 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 you can't live in a bubble that's going to immune you from trials and tribulations. In the world, you will. Bible says, arm yourself with the same mind of Christ. That you're going to suffer. Now, I know I'm not going to get put on the preaching circuit for saying this. But it's the truth. It's the truth. There's a scripture in Psalms that says this. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver him or her from them all. You know what that word means? Many are the afflictions. It means many are the crushing pressures. Many are the crushing pressures that a righteous person will experience. But God will deliver him from them all. So there are those things we go through that's just a part of. That's what, that's what gives our faith. That, that's what makes our faith robust. That's what tells the world, not because we escape trials and tribulations, but that we have something that helps us go through them in a different kind of fashion, in a different kind of, a different kind of manner, right? That's where our faith uh, shines through the darkness, you know, like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, you know, people are all looking like, man, these boys, they're inside the fire. But, man, there's a fourth guy in there. And, uh, hey, hey, man, they're not smoking. They're not burning up. What's going on? And the fourth guy looks like the son of God. So it's like through those difficulties, God shines. He gets his shine on through those things. So we understand that. We understand it. We know that's a part of it. Then we understand that, you know, we go through... You know, there's, there's, there's spiritual battles. We live in a, you know, believers is kind of a weird, a, a weird zone that we live in, world. But then also we have to fight principalities and powers. You know, we, uh, scripture says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places, you know. And we're not fighting a dude with a pitchfork, you know, that's on the side of our ear. Man, this cat wants to take us out. He wants to destroy what is good. He's on his job 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's a real battle. It's a no-joke battle. And we have to fight that. We have to wrestle with that. And then we got this other cat that we have to fight, fight with called flesh. Flesh. We were at a, uh, I was at a, some meeting, and we were, I was sitting, had the opportunity, I was sitting at the table with Luis Palau. And uh, Luis is I'm probably like 84 or something. He might be a little older. And so he was sitting there, and he leaned over to us, and he says, he says, the flesh is always wicked. He said, the flesh is always a battle. So even though we're filled with the Spirit, even though we love God, we're saturated with the Word of God, we still have to deal with this Adamic nature, that part of us that, is, that has a bent away from God. That's why Paul said, I die daily, right? He says, I die daily, because that struggle is there. So we're, we're, we're dealing with all of this stuff, all this stuff that we deal with. And sometimes we don't think about it, we don't process it, but it's, it's, it's there. And, and we don't have time to kind of identify what it is, that kind of stuff. And then the stuff in our own bodies, we go through, we struggle. So God speaks, we're trying to get from here to try to get there. There's this thing in the middle. I want to read you a couple of scriptures real, real quick and then I'm, I'm, I'm done here. Turn, if you would, to uh, second, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm sorry, see, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let me read uh, verse 3 and 4 to you. Well, four, uh, I'm sorry, 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every argument and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So, you know, Paul's context here is he's talking about the, the, the logismos, the, the arguments, the, the pretenses that fill the mind and so forth. But the, the, uh, uh, the nuance I want to grab out of this is that there are things that oppose us, that we fight against, that don't require, that aren't, that aren't going to come down with just regular physical weapons. You can't use an AK-47 and blast it. Come, you know, you can't take the bow out of uh, Pastor J.O.'s office and shoot the thing and knock it down. It's not going to work. So there's spiritual weapons and forces that we fight against, but the reality is they can't come down. Now, if you'll just flip to the Old Testament, I want to read you a couple scriptures out of the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 4. Um, just a little background here. This is the word of God to Zerubbabel. The way Zacharias receives it, first he sees something. He sees this menorah, and he sees two olive trees on the side of the menorah, and they're dripping this, this, this incredible oil, this pure, holy oil into this, to this candle, uh, candle uh, abra. And, and uh, the Lord says, do you know, the angel says, do you know what you see? And he says, no. And the Lord says, look, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Who was Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel was one of the exiles that came back. He was the, 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 uh, uh, the governor of Israel, quote unquote, during a time when it was uh, the temple was not built and a time when there was chaos and uncertainty and the culture and the society was fragmented and very, very, very fragile. And so God speaks to him. He says, Zacharias, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit. Now, I like this. I mean, I, I, I didn't know they had hood in the Bible. I didn't know they had hood in the Bible. Patrick knows what I'm talking about. He grew up in Oakland. So, you know, whenever, whenever you know, two people are ready to go at it, you know, they just don't just go up and start going at it. They start talking smack. They, boy, I'm going I'm, I'm to whoop you. I'm going I'm to knock you out. Try it. I got some. You want some of this? Come on. I got some for your brother, for your mama, for your, I got some for your whole family. Come on. Remember one time a friend of mine was telling me he grew up in, uh, in, in New York in the inner city where it was really, really rough. And this one guy was taking, this one bully was taking these kids lunch money every single day. He was taking his little boy's money. And uh, probably after about seven, eight months, the little boy just kind of had enough of it. And he said one day the bully came, was going to take his money, and he was pushed him and shoved him. And he said, he said the little boy just flipped. And he closed his eyes and picked up and found a stick of two-by-four. And he said he started whooping that guy with that two-by-four. And the guy was big, you know, baller. Started him with the two-by-four upside his head, across his back and stuff like that with his eyes closed. And he was like, man, stop, stop, you're going to hurt. And so when he finished him, he said he told the guy, he said, look, and don't you ever come back in this neighborhood. And my friend said, man, the big dude started crying. and said, man, I, I got to come back here. I, I live in this neighborhood. But you, it's, it's just the smack talking. And so here's the prophet on behalf of God talking smack. Who do you think you are, almighty mountain? Yeah, it may be political issues. It may be apathy issues in terms of the heart of the people who want to work. But look, mountain, 
Who do you think you are before him? Woo! And then God just, just starts talking bad to him. Man, you're going to become level ground. And my boy's going to bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it, a grace, grace. So, Zerubbabel, flip with me to Haggai. Haggai chapter 2. I'm almost done. I'm going to get to them two words. Haggai 2, verse 23. Now, it's just, you know, uh, Haggai, Zechariah, um, uh, not Malachi, um, come on, Mark, uh, Ezra. These guys were all contemporary. They're all working to do the same, same thing at the temple done. But hit, listen to this. The Lord's talking about how he's going to shake the heavens and the earth and how the glory of the, of the latter house is going to be greater than the glory of the former. But then he says this in verse 23. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you Zerubbabel. Man, tell somebody God knows my name. No, tell somebody God knows my name. Now speak to your own self and say, God knows my name. He knows who you are. I remember my, my wife, if you ever heard her tell her when she got saved, she was like, you know, she was out skating and that kind of thing. And, and it was kind of a disco skating rig. There's nothing wrong with skating. But uh, I guess whatever reason, whatever it was, you know, I'm like, that's all you did is skate. You were a holy saint. <laughs> but she said while she was out there skating, she heard the Lord say to her, Marla, Marla, what are you doing? She said she skated off the floor, took her skates off. And they just begin to pursue after God because she heard God call her name. Zerubbabel. In that day, says Lord Host, I will take Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Sheatiel, says the Lord. Now, this is going to start to get good. Tell you, this is going to start to get good. I, have ch I, I will make you like a signet ring. For I have chosen you, said the Lord of hosts. I will make you like a signet ring. Now, you know what the power of a signet ring is? It's authority. You write, uh, a king or someone writes a document, it's unofficial. But when that signet ring goes there, I know that king's seal. Other day, I had to get some, proper, some, some, some papers notarized for my parents. We had to go in there and get the license. They had to get the notary seal on there. God is telling Zerubbabel, I am going to make you like my signet ring. Wind it back up a little bit. So what God is saying is, upon your life, Zerubbabel, upon your, not upon your program, not upon your degrees, not upon your gift, not upon your intelligence, not upon your weakness, not upon your good stuff or your bad stuff, but Zerubbabel, I will make you, come on somebody, I will make you like a second ring. In other words, I'm going to stamp you with my authority so that what I want to get done will get done. I will 
like my signet ring in the earth. My authority will rest upon you. See, this isn't something new. God always wants to give that kind of signet ring authority. Behold, I give you power, authority to trample upon scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the wicked one and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Come on, somebody. But you will receive power, authority, exousias, dynamis. When the when the authority, when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Corner Lane. Come on, somebody in Boise, in Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the world. Zerubbabel, you will be like my signet ring. We got a term, or they got a term. When somebody's carrying a pistol or something, they say, Are you packing? Are you packing? I'm not talking about packing. Are you packing? Look, if you are the Lord's signet ring, if the authority of God, come on, somebody, if the, if the authority of God is upon you, my God, you are packing. Your life has all the ammunition you need to blast through every devil, to blast through the flesh, to blast through every obstacle, to blast through every... Come on, y'all get this. He said, Zerubbabel, you are my signet ring. Now, he's already stamped him for something powerful boy you're gonna build that temple I know it's been rough I know one king gave a decree and then they changed their mind I know the people aren't interested in the project but man I have made you my sick I've already put the stamp this signal will be this 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 temple will be built just because you got authority on me, you're not going to go through nothing but authority says okay I'm getting buffeted okay it's rough but you know what it's going to happen it's going to happen. God's going to work it out. I love that, that Ray Charles knew with Jamie Foxx. And uh, they were asking Jamie Foxx something. And uh, there was a question. He was playing the piano. And they said, what do you think about this? And Jamie Foxx was going to Ray Charles. He said, ah, ah, baby, it's, it's going to do what it's going to do. <laughs> what God has said to you, it's going to do what you're going to do. Yeah. Now, I'm sharing this word out of my own difficulties this is coming out of my own frustration this is coming out of my own pain this is coming out of me laying in the bed at night and the devil telling me you're going to die this is this this is coming out of my body hurting and can't find no solution this this is coming out this is coming out of man you know what god told you a long time ago look nothing's happened this is coming out just uh, getting up and being fearful every day and just thinking maybe i should quit maybe i should give up maybe i should throw the towel this is where this is coming out of this is where this is coming out of. So, I'm praying, and, and I got all this stuff going on. I'm just like, I'm just, huh, huh. And I'm thinking, I, I, I'm not going to make it. 
I'm, I'm not going to make it. I'm done. My, my time is up. I'm through. I, I, I'm done. Choose your successor. Get it over with and just, you're done. And then the Lord gave me these two words. You guys, you guys get your spot back. I want you to stand right here in the middle. Look at the eye. Get a little closer to him. See, when you have authority, now we've already talked about all the things that we know we have to go through and that kind of thing, but there are times when you have to use that authority and recognize that you're the Lord's signet ring. They have a term that the police use whenever there's some offensive force coming against them or something that's happening that's against order and rules and regulation and the health to society. That person may be reckless, they may be on drugs, they may have pistols, they may have weapons, but they have two words they use. And they have the enforcement of the state, of the city, of the country, and they have their weapons to enforce it. And ultimately, it's going to be enforced. And those two words are this. Stand down. Stand down. I am convinced that there's some things that are in our way that we've been fighting with and wrestling with. And God says, look, I'm not going to just deliver you out of them. I want you to take the authority you have and tell that monkey to stand down. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God has already done it. What are you, almighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. See, the mountain's not the issue. God is a mountain mover. Man, a mountain's nothing to God. God said, I, I make mountains. I squash mountains. I take this. And listen, you've prayed about it. You've fasted about it. You've cried about it. You've wept about it. You've counseled about it. You've done somersaults about it. You've lost sleepless nights about it. You've racked your brain about it. Your hair has fell out about it. Your blood pressure has went up about it. You've got ulcers about it. God says it's time for you just to say, stand down. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. Come on. I believe there's in this, in this house, this prophetic moment, I believe God has said, look, I've given you the authority. And some stuff you don't got to wrestle with. Some stuff you don't got to slug it out with. Some stuff you got to just speak and say, stand down. Get out of my way. On our, at our Gleason site, um, I was still kind of processing this, and the Lord kind of just hit me, and I start going there. 
One lady came before me. She said, she's, uh, before the uh, worship time, she said, I, I, I'm not going to really be able to sing today because my foot has hurt me so bad. It's, my, my ankles just hurt me so bad I can't hardly stand on it. And so she got up and she sings. She struggled. Next thing I know, she was over there dancing in the corner. She said, I, after she said, Pastor, I told that thing to stand down. What's in your finances? What's in your mar- what's in your uh, your marriage? What's in your household? What's in uh, in the things that God has called you to do? Stand down. Hallelujah. Okay, Topher, I want you to give it to him. Stand down. He's like, stand down. <laughs> you want me to stand? Tell me stand down, Tom. Stand down! Come on. I believe some things are getting ready to stand down in this house. Come on, Pastor J.O. Some stuff is getting ready to stand. I got to stop. I'm on my time. You can't do it. It's not going to work. It'll never happen. God didn't really say this. Stand down. Stand down. Can I just be a little hood? I probably shouldn't say it's not really preacher etiquette, but get your butt out my way. Get your butt out of my way. I'm not playing with you. You see this ring? Oh, man, he got, man, that's the, that's a Jesus ring. Man, that's, that's, that's a Holy Ghost ring. That's, that's a word. Of, that's not him talking. That's, man, that's him. I mean, I better get out of here. Finances. Stand down. Let me tell you something. And I, I quit after this. I quit after this. This thing is in me so deep. When we bought our building on, uh, you, I think I've told you guys this before, first building we had on Ivy Street, God was calling us out of a particular movement, and before we were able to get out there, someone threw two Molotov cocktails, cocktails into the church, and they burned the sanctuary out. We were homeless. Our motto was, if you can find us, you can worship with us. We were going from place to place to place to place to place to place. Prior to that, we had tried to buy this building. We thought we were going to get it. And what they said to us was this. We don't want to get stuck with a building in North Portland. So we don't want to loan any money for you to buy this building. People were like, well, I, I, I don't even want to come over to North Portland. I don't even want to, I want to be there. God's putting all this vision in our heart, all this stuff that he wants to do, right? 
Fast forward 20-something years. Nowadays, you got people that come from all over the world that want to buy that little spot of property for some serious dinero. <laughs> Mucho dinero. Enemy tried to fight us. It's like, man, stand down. Get out of the way. Watch what God does. You know, for your ministries, what God's called you to do. You know, you know we all go through the, through, through the, uh, the Gideon thing. Oh, God, I'm the... Uh, I, I wrote a book with Dr. Bruce Wilkinson, uh, the guy who wrote The Prayer Jabez. So I was, uh, we did a book together on forgiveness. And so uh, I was talking to him about... I was telling him about this uh, thing we do called fathership. And I said, I was like, Dr. Wilkinson, I said, you know, I, I just, you know, I, uh, I don't know why God has me doing this. Da, 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 da. He's like, knock it off. I mean, just no kind of, just, I'm like, dude, you don't know me that good to be talking to me like that. He's like, knock it off. We're not even going there. The issue is God has called you to do it. Do what God's called you to do and knock off all that Gideon stuff. I'm all unworthy, huh? Tell that stuff to stand down so you can get about the business and do what God's calling you to do. Come on, just stand up on your feet real quick if you would. I don't know what's in your way. I don't know how long it's been there. I don't know how much grief and how much pain it's caused you. I don't even know the nature of the lies that has spoken to your heart and your life. I don't know how it's even shaped your life. But today I believe the Spirit of God is releasing God-given authority. God-given authority for you to be able to speak to that thing and tell it to stand down. You've got progress to make. You've got to get from here to there. And today the Lord is just reminding you, I have given you authority. Use the authority that I've given you. You are my signet ring. Just open your heart. And just begin to speak, speak those things. Just come to stand down. Come on, between, this is between you and your, your, you and your mountain. Come on. The barriers in this city, stand down. Come on, 10-10 in 2020, stand down. God's going to bring it. God's going to uh, bring it to pass. God's going to make it happen. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that we don't have to work up anything. We don't have to have the emotional feel good with this. We don't have to have some kind of sign or wonder with this. But Lord, just based upon your word, you told Zerubbabel, what are you, almighty mountain, before him? He would become level ground. Father, the mountain would have to stand down. And Lord, we just speak to every mountain in this room today. We say, stand down. Stand down. Stand down. Hallelujah. There's a person here, I don't know who you are, but your husband has walked out on you. It's been a rough situation, a bad situation. And your heart, you still love him. And God has told you it's not over yet. Even though sometimes your flesh is like, man, Lord, good, he's gone. But inside, you know, it's not over yet. 
I want to tell you, God said, I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to change him. I'm going to bring him back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for the miracles that are taking place. The obstacles are moving out, moving out of the way, out of the course, out of the pathway in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. What a powerful word. Amen. I, I know if we were life changed, it would have been like had the people start saying, stand down. Every demon, stand down. Every sickness, Come on, somebody. Spirit of divorce. Stand down. I mean, I could just. There's something powerful in this room right now. There's change taking place in this place right now. God's up to some things. Come on, somebody. I, I, I believe we need to just kind of move in the Holy Spirit. Can you speak in your heavenly language here? Let's begin to just take this word in right now. This is powerful. You're going from here to there. Come on, somebody. Mountains are coming down in Jesus' name. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift the turn, turn up the volume and lift up your voice and begin to just pray in the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, this is a good time right now. Just in this atmosphere, just open up your mouth and just begin to ask Jesus. Jesus, fill me with your spirit right now. So Come on, somebody to begin to do some warfare here. Come on, begin to fight. Begin to fight. Woo! Come on, somebody. Come on, fight for your family. Begin to pray for your family. Pray for your children. Pray for your teenagers. Come on. Hey, yeah, 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 So cool. In fact, why don't you put your hand on your neighbor on your left and your right? Come on, let's begin to pray. There's something happening in this room right now. Change is taking place. Come on, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. Don't stop. Don't stop. Come on, with fervency. With fervency. Hey, pray for my neighbor on the left. I pray for my neighbor on the right, Lord God. Every mountain come down. Who are you, old mountain? Before it's a rubble. We thank you, Lord. So Let's stretch your hands towards your pastors in this direction right here. Come on, let's begin to pray. Come on, come on, just begin to pray. So come on, just don't stop that flow. Don't stop that flow. Pastor J.O. for Pastor Ray Dean. Hey, 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 thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Come on, somebody turn it up. Turn it up. Begin to pray with fervency. Begin to pray with fervency. You're moving into a new season. You're moving into a new era, church. Let's pray for the leaders of this house now as they lead us into the future. Woo! Into the purpose of God. Into the plan of God. Into the will of God. We pray for covering. We pray for a hedge of protection over them, over their household, over their children, their spouses. Hey, over all their possessions, Lord. We pray supernatural covering. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel. Oh, the spirit of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. We thank you, Lord. talking about it says he says this says the Lord of hosts you cannot force these things he says these things only come about by my spirit or through my spirit there's some things that sometimes we try to force can I talk to somebody here we try to make things happen try to fit 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 a fit fit this thing in here and try to push it in but God just says you know what I want you to take your hands off I believe this weekend, God's just allowing us to take our hands off some things. We've been trying to control some things. And just with this word here today, it's like, you know what? Not by power, not by might. You can't make this thing happen. You can't force this thing to happen. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it because this is a God-only thing. Only God can accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life and in this house and in this region. And it's why we're here. This is a spirit thing. And he says, by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. You know, this entire weekend, be seated, be seated, be seated, please. Because we're just going to begin to move prophetically. we got this wonderful prophetic bounce. How many appreciate what's been happening here? I call, I call it the prophetic bounce. Because it's like it just bounce, it bounces off me, bounces, bounces here, bounces back and forth, and all over this place, and 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 there's just um, there's just so much going on in this in this in this atmosphere. But one of the things I I really kept hearing was, and it was funny because y'all did this, you know, that Kanye song, God is, and then I don't know what the name of that other song was. Wild was it? It's called Wild. I was like, that's that's got to be on the album, you know. Um, I want, I want my album. That song is out. Oh, is it? Your, is your song? Well, I mean, it's our house song, yeah. It's on an album? Yeah. It's out. It's, a, it's, it's out. on iTunes or? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I'll tell you, um, um, what I kept hearing was not only worship music, but there's other different styles of music that are in this house. I kept hearing, I kept hearing there's some people in hip hop that are in this house. And if you're, if there's hip hop inside of you, I mean, you're, you're, 
I mean, not, not, not just, you know, your hip-hop culture, but there's like a calling, because there's hip-hop culture, okay? But, but there's a calling to an anointing to rhyme and to flow, and you have that. I want you to meet me right here. There's some, some hip-hop children here. Some hip-hop children. Uno, dos. Oh! Because hip-hop's a culture. Yeah. And we got to infiltrate hip-hop culture. My, my, kids are, my kids are in the music industry. And one night, we live in Atlanta. And, you know, if, if in hip-hop, if you want to make it in the, in the secular realm, then everything has to flow through Atlanta. It has to be approved. You can write it in Coeur d'Alene, but it has to go through Atlanta if it's going to go somewhere. That's just the way hip-hop works. And my daughter and my son... They're in music and they're in different genres in Hollywood and Nashville and all that, but they also are in hip hop. My son, he's making beats for artists and doing things, and my daughter writing hooks for people. Um, she writes for some guy, you ever heard of a guy named NF? And, uh, he, and she writes for it. She, she's recording in his studio actually this week. And, uh, but they, she, one night they were, they were, um, they texted me, they were downtown Atlanta in the studio, and I get a picture, they send me a text of this microphone, and I'm like, Oh, that's nice. It's a nice microphone. And they go, no, no, no. This is the last microphone that Tupac recorded on. And they're sitting, my daughter's doing a cover song for somebody, and uh, they're releasing. But uh, it, it was just doing the vocals for it. But I was just like, okay, God, you're putting us in, in places. And you want us to affect culture. And one of the big cultures right now, if you look at the top, billboard top, whatever, you know, you'll see that hip-hop is on top. And, uh, and, and just what Kanye's been doing, I don't know what your opinion is of Kanye or not, I don't, you know, God has him, okay? And, uh, and, 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 and if he's proclaiming, people have all these theories about this stuff, it's like, well, he's proclaiming the name of Jesus and let him go in his journey and leave him alone, okay? We're so quick sometimes to just judge and just, you know, it's just like, cayete por favor, you know, it's like... Watch and see, because, you know, we'll start with Kanye, but then we're going to move over to Travis, Scott, who's, who, who has, the, has the ear of an entire generation right now, and others like that. Watch and see, God's going to be doing these things, and we're praying for these people to get saved, and when we get, they get saved, we need to celebrate. They might not all be there quite yet and have all their theology right there, but I'll tell you, God's doing a work in the music scene. And, uh, and, and so, and so I just been feeling hip hop all this weekend. I was just, I came in the first night and you're like doing God is, and we're just bouncing and, ah, but just lift up your hands. In fact, in fact, wait, you're not the only ones. Wait a second. Wait a second. There's other people in different genres of music besides praise and worship that are in this room. Come, come. We're just going to cover music here. There's a music thing in this house. There's, there's different genres. I, I, I went to hip-hop, but there's way, there's way more. There's, there's alternative, there's rock. What, what, am I missing? Tell me what any, am I missing? Contra, country. What else? Anything else I'm missing style-wise, general? Gen Pow-wow. Okay. Anyone else? Any other styles I'm missing? Huh? Country? In Espanol. Dios le bendiga. Huh? Classical. Anyone else? Metal. metal. Dude, you don't look like a metal. Come here. 
Does this look like metal to you? Wow. I, I, that's awesome. I would have thought boy band, but wait a second. No. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I'll tell you, man. Yeah, but any, any other styles I'm missing? A psalmist. Rap. Okay, any, any spoken word artists here? Non-denominational. Non-denominational. I've never heard that of genre before. Um, any, any, any spoken word artists in here? Spoken word? Any other spoken word in the room? Okay. All right, I want you to lift up your hands. Because it's an anointing that God wants to release in the genres. Because genres represent cultures and music. There's metal culture. There's classical culture. There's spoken word culture. There's country culture. I've lived in Nashville. I know the country. I don't understand it all, but I understand. It's, it's amazing what God has done doing through that. And so I just pray, Lord God, I don't understand all the cultures, but I'll tell you, you put your people in the cultures. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that there's a sound ha, that's going to come forth that's going to change genres of music, Lord God. We thank you for a special anointing, a protection over each one, Lord. That as they step into these arenas, they're going to be representatives for you. They're going to be your prophetic voices. And even as they write songs, Lord, we pray that these are the songs of the Lord that come through them. And that as they sing and they play, that they're going to play over a generation. They're going to play over. I just see that artists are going to be released out of this house that are going to impact the entire nation. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that through these artists, through these voices, through these musicians, these psalmists, Lord God, that you're going to release your sound through them in Jesus' name. Let the creative arts in this house come forth in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. I just want to echo that. I believe that even the sound of your worship is a John the Baptist sound, and it's making way, it's making a path straight for Jesus to even enter the city, for Jesus to enter homes as people would begin to listen to your songs, not even from this place, but in their homes. I see Jesus entering people's homes. I see healing entering people's homes. I see salvation entering people's homes. And so we release the voice in this house. And it's not the voice, it's a voice making the way for Jesus to enter. And I just believe even as there was an Elijah anointing on John the Baptist, there's even an Elijah anointing on the worship of this house. And it's going to turn the hearts of fathers to their kids. And it's going to turn the hearts of kids to their fathers. And I even believe in this day and in this time, there's actually a song that's going to go out into the country. And it's actually going to churn hearts that have been distant from their kids and daddy's hearts that have just not cared. Homes that have been broken. Restoration is going to come to homes even through the song that's going to come out of this house and I just believe even God would say to the worship of this house you have a bridge anointing even it's weird there's an ability you're singing Kanye and like 
that 80 year olds are singing Kanye in this house. That's, that's, that's a grace, right? They're not complaining. And I just believe that they're, I, even that way, that path that's created through your song, it's actually a bridge. And it's bridging one generation to the next generation. And it's just going on and on and on. And so we release this house to be a voice. We release this house to be a voice. We're calling out to you fathers. We're calling out to you mothers. Turn your hearts to your kids. Oh, we're even calling out to the moms and dads and churches. Oh, churn your hearts to the next generation. Begin to release the next generation. Begin to listen to the next generation. Begin to raise the next generation up. And we're talking to the kids. It's not going to be like it was a long time ago. There's going to be a spirit of honor that hovers over the house and even as your worship is released there's an honor that's going to hover over the house and where honor is whoa the prophetic begins to flow where honor is the word is received and so we bless this house we bless this house to be a voice in the same theme two things one I believe that there's going to be a different edge in your church planning. You're not going to just send out preachers, but you're going to send out musicians as well, too. Wow. They're not going to go struggling trying to find a worship leader. No, they're going to, they're, they're going to go out. And it's going to be this sound that's in this place is going to be in the other places. Because it's the DNA of who you guys are. When God is formed and when God is shaped, that he's going to transform. Yeah. I believe you're supposed to start a, 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 a doesn't have to be complicated, but a simple music school. Wow. Where you teach guitar, <laughs> piano, how to read chord charts. How the theology of worship, you know, how to uh, cultivate, you know, the, 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 the uh, how to under, uh, understand the, the culture of the church, what God is doing to be able to communicate that. And it's not going to just be an academy, but it's the anointing of the Lord is going to be upon it. God is going to bless it. And so while whoever the natural teachers are teach, the spirit of God, because God is going to raise up many many musicians in this house and you're going to send out teams of preachers but worship leaders too if i was to pray for one pray for something here there may be some of you here that play instruments already um but there may be some that have a desire or you're just beginning i I, th I thought about i thought about um you know just kind of old school but andre crouch and Andre, Andre Crouch, you know, back in the 70s, 60s, he was the man. I mean, just as far as contemporary Christian music, carved out of a lot of it, uh, wrote songs that people sang all over the world. But uh, when he started playing the piano, he didn't know how to play the piano. And his father was an old Church of God in Christ pastor. And uh, they didn't have a piano player. So he set Andre on the bench and said, the Lord going to try to play it. He laid his hands on him and he prayed for him. And God just filled him with that gift. 
I believe in discipline. I believe in study. I believe in all of that. But there's also a supernatural element as well, too. I remember when I was like, you know, had all black hair, about 50 pounds lighter. There used to be a church around the corner called Portland Miracle Revival. And we would go there, and the pastor was so gracious, he would just let us practice preaching. So we called it a Saturday Night Live. So we'd go there about wow. 9 o'clock on Saturday night, and we'd go, go to about 1 or 2. we just, all the young bucks and young guys, we'd just take turns preaching. We'd just preach each other, preach each other, and we, we'd just cut our chops right on that, little, on that little place. But they would have these little young guys, they would be like on the organ. And, they, and they, to be honest, they would get on my nerves because they knew like two notes. But fast forward, they were just on that anointing, fast forward, these guys, they play everywhere now. I'm watching TV, one guy's playing on Jimmy Kimmel, the other guy's playing on albums. I'm like, what is this? Those little guys dinking around, but they were under the anointing. They were under the anointing. And I believe that we, we were just supposed to pray, we just pray. Yeah. For people that have a desire to play, you begin to play, whatever instrument, just want you to come forward. We're going to pray with you, and we're going to believe for the anointing of God to help you play those instruments. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. towards them. We're, we're working together here today. There's a supernatural flow, like he's saying, coming right now over these ones. You can put your hands on those strings, on those keys. God's giving you accelerated learning here today. Supernaturally. Creativity. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now, Lord, we thank you for the release of the gifts right now, of the instruments, the musicians, Lord God. Even as these ones are standing here, they have worshiping hearts, the hearts of David. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for a release of these gifts. There it is. Almost, uh, do, do, what, do what Pastor Mark did the other night. He just said, last night, he just said, just take it, take it. Go on. I mean, it literally, the kingdom is here. Come on, somebody. And everything we need is to just reach and take it. It's right here. It is nigh unto thee, the scripture says. It is right here, right now. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Go ahead and be seated. we got another, the next group. 
The next group is this, because we're grouping it here right now for a second. Because there's something in this house that's just amazing. And I heard the creative arts now. Okay, outside of music, the creative arts. There's dancers. There's artists. I, I, help, me, help, me, help me name creative arts. There's poets, and they know it. There's actors and actresses. There's playwrights and movie script writers and sculptors. Just come. Start coming. If you know you're in creative arts. There's ballerinas and tap dancers and hip-hop dancers, clothing designers. Wow. I've seen a few people that are coming up for every round. Okay, good. Come, come as far as close as you can. Because you're coming up and you're getting an anointing from heaven. Interior designers, set designers, clothing designers. What other, what are we missing? Is there anything? Sign language, stencil, different art forms, okay. Models, yes. Huh? Okay, art on paper. Jewelry design. Jewelry design. Yeah, that's Digital, a digital artist, photographers. Where, where's, where's the base? Where's base girl? Right here. Right What is your name? My name is Gracie. You do have a name, Gracie. Okay, good. I thought it was just the girl on the base. Is boom. Um, by the way, I want to put an order in for. Uh, I saw Topher's coat. So can I put an order in for one of those? Okay, we'll talk after. Prophetic art. I want. I want to pay for it. I don't want you to give it to me. I want to sew into you. So. But, let's stretch our hands towards these now. Pastor Jerusalem, can you pray over this this company? Because I tell you, there. I tell you, there's some. Can I say this without getting sounding weird? There's some famous people standing here right now that are going to be known in the earth, not just church famous, but in the earth because of the gifting that's inside of you. Uh, one of the passions of my heart is actually creativity, and I'm wowed by our creative God, and I think that the church should be the most creative place in the universe because we're connected to a creative God. And so right now we speak to the creativity that's inside of you. We speak to the Holy Spirit that's inside of you that's even hovering over you, hovering over your spirit, hovering over your mind, hovering over your body to actually create art and to create uh, pictures and to create graphics and to create words and to create clothing and to create jewelry yes. and to create beauty that actually draws all men to Jesus. And I just believe as you begin to create, you're actually going to lift up the name of Jesus. And when the name of Jesus is lifted up, when Jesus is lifted up, it draws all men to himself. And so even the gift of God that's in you hasn't just put in, been inside of you for beauty, but it's been put inside of you to show the world Jesus. And so may that art flow out of you. May that creativity flow out of you. May the Holy Spirit anoint you. May he anoint your hands for battle. May he anoint your hands to do war against the enemy. Even
and as you create and as you design and as you type and as you draw, oh, you're going to do war against the enemy. You're going to even push back the very things keeping people from Jesus. And Jesus is going to be made known right now. Just ideas are actually beginning to fall in your mind. If you're a writer, I actually see storylines right now as we're talking. Some of you in here are novelists. And you've actually been afraid to start writing your novel. You need to go home and start writing your novel. Some of you, right now, you're actually getting designs for clothing. Some of you are designing shoes in your head. Some of you are actually painting pictures right now. Holy Spirit, fall. Holy Spirit, creativity, just begin to fall. You're hovering. You're here, God. All we got to do, it's like you got to lift your hand up and just pull it down. Just got to lift your hand and pull it down. And it's right there. The idea is right there. Even I just see you going into your day. Y'all need to get bold. Schemes. You need to get moleskins. You need to carry them around with you. All the guys did it. Hemingway. All those people. Write down your ideas, and God is gonna—he's gonna bless so, the work of your hands. You know, just everyone look up here for a moment. You understand? Everyone that came up here for the genres of music, the musicians. We talked about the worship. Now we talk about the creative arts. The word that was spoken today, because I want you to grab onto the anointing that's in this atmosphere, was that God said, "I'm gonna make you like Zerubbabel." I'm going to make you like a signet ring. And I'm placing my authority on your life. And so when you function in your gifting, then guess what? His authority is going to be behind that. And so there's an anoint this is the anointing that's in this room right now. Uh, he's keyed in on something. And so you have to understand, you're, when you turn around and go back to your seat, and then you go out the door, and then you start functioning in that gifting, you're moving in a different dimension now. Because you're moving with the authority of heaven. Come on, somebody. We're moving with the power of heaven. We're moving with the creativity of heaven. And so, so, so even just expect ideas to just drop, concepts to even come. And things that have been kind of like blurry, where you've had writer's block and different things, and the doors haven't been opened. Guess what? Expect doors to open. Expect a flow, an utterance. A, cre a creativity that's going to come in this house. So, so just get your get your hand like this. Come on, get your hand like this and put your hand out because what you're going to do is you're going to in your authority. You're just going to press it down now. Come on, press it down in Jesus' name. The signet ring is in your life. Says the Spirit of the Lord starting today. Can somebody say Amen? Amen. amen. Be seated if you can. Be seated if you can. Wow. Jesus. right here right now. <laughs> We're negotiating right here. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you're walking down that. Just, just stand, stay standing, stay standing. Come here, come here, too. Come here. Okay, I, it's Craig and Je Jess, Jess, okay. Um, hold hands, please. Um, <laughs> No, there's something, there's, there's something powerful between with you two. One of us can put 1,000 to flight, two of us 10,000. You're a dynamic duo in the spirit. And um, 
what I was hearing for you, and we'll just see how the Holy Spirit just keep unfolds this, and then, you know, if you all want to have something as well, um, was the Lord spoke to me. I looked over at you yesterday. I saw you, and uh, you were on my radar, and um, I heard the Lord say, these are the prophetic 2.0 people. And I was like, what, what, is, what is this, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm giving you a passion for people placement. I'm giving you a passion to see people step into who God's made them to be and who God's called them to be. And so it's like you are the interpreters woo, of the dream. You are the interpreters of the prophetic utterance where you sit down with people and you begin to just say, okay, God's going to, it's like you're, you're building platforms and, and you're putting people in placements in different places in the house of God. And it's like a passion. It's like, it's just like giddy almost, like kind of joyful. Like, you know what? We're going to put this person here and they're going to function in this environment and in this place. And you love to just sit back and watch them flourish. And, and, and that anointing, so it's like prophetic 2.0 because there's a prophetic mantle on both of you. Man, word of God, the word of wisdom. The word of God's deep inside of you, by the yeah. way. There's a preached word that's inside of you that's just, I mean, you have a way of communicating that's just, it connects with hearts. And it's just powerful, but there's also a word of wisdom inside of you. And then you got, um, you know, the wild lady here. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's your song right there, wild, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you're just like the prophetic machine gun, you know what I'm saying? It's like, just boom, 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 boom. You can, you can prophesy all day long, everywhere you go, in any environment. They could be playing, you know, any Drake in the background in the middle of the place, and you're not, the atmosphere does not affect you, because you walk with a different atmosphere. You walk, you walk in an atmosphere that is oppositional to the prevailing environment. Yeah. So whatever's going around in the environment, that, that doesn't move you. And part of that is an evangelistic thing that God's given you. And it's like, but how your evangelism works is this. Is you, you get a word, and you speak the word, people start crying, and, and, you, and, and it speaks to their heart. And then they're like, where is this coming from? J-E-S-U-S. And that's the anointing that rests upon your life. And that anointing increases, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I've brought you to this house. I've planted you in this house with mighty roots in this house where your branches are going to grow bigger and stronger than ever before. And upon those branches, I see fruit, ha, large fruit, big fruit, multiple fruit. For you even, you two carry the hearts of your pastors in this house. And the Spirit of the Lord just rests upon you. And so this is your era in ministry and in life where God says, I'm going to use you to place people so that they can be fulfilled in who they're supposed to be. And in that, you're going to be fulfilled because you see people fulfilled. I want to pray for anybody that's having kind of feel like the right ear. I don't know if you've lost hearing in your right ear, but I feel like the Spirit of God is going to touch. Just put your hand in maybe a few people here. Just stand. Go ahead and put your hand over your ear. And we're going to believe the Lord just to bring restoration to that in the name of Jesus. Father God, we speak 
Then even I hear the Lord saying this too. Might as well just just flow with this. Just growths on your body. Uh, someone here, you have a growth on your neck, like some kind of goiter on your neck. I believe the Spirit of God wants to just to touch and just to kind of heal you there. If that's you. Stand up. Put your hand on your neck. We're going to pray for you as well. And if you have a growth on any other area of your body, just I want you to stand and just just touch your body. And we, I believe the Lord's going to just begin to bring some healing to that area. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. There's a person here that, um, this sounds kind of general, but it, it's a war for you. It's just been a perpetual battle with your sinuses. I'm not sure what's been going on. It's almost like uh, just infection after infection, a lot of inflammation. I believe the Spirit of God wants to bring, bring you a, a, a total relief and a release that you just stand, put your hand over your over your nose right there there's going to be a healing that's going to come in that sinus area in the name of jesus in the name of jesus hallelujah 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 my god my god lord we just wait upon you for a moment here thank you jesus thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord god there's a person you had a childhood accident and you've had like chronic pain in your back and in your neck i don't know what you fell off or what hit you but you've lived with that chronic pain the lord wants to touch you today and give you a release if that's you want you just to stand up just stand up wherever you are put your hand on your neck believe god's going to touch and just heal your back and your neck and that release is going to come in the name of jesus god we thank you today we thank you today we thank you today hallelujah hallelujah another person here you suffer from like just occasional blackouts it's almost like sometimes you just you just kind of you, you 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 black out you just it's like what what happened and i and it's just it, it, the episode is what it is but even the fear and everything else that comes along with it i believe god wants to touch you today and, and uh and just kind of help you that dizziness that vertigo if that's you just stand put your hand on your forehead we're gonna pray god's gonna touch and god's gonna move father in the name of jesus we thank you and Lord, we just speak to every one of these infirmities and we say, stand down. Stand down. Stand down. Stand down. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, every infirmity, stand down. You have no legal right to obstruct their way. Get out of the way. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your touch, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. kept hearing <laughs> I know this might sound like weird language but I'm just going to say what I heard worship apostle a worship father one who has sons and daughters that are released to the nations to the continents to South America to Central America to Mexico to Africa, 
to Europe, to the United States of America, a worship apostle. You're going to raise up sons and daughters who are going to sing the songs of Zion even in a strange land. They're going to sing the songs of Zion. They're going to sing God's songs. They're going to sing spirit songs. They're going to sing spontaneous songs. And that anointing even of David's tabernacle rests upon you. For even like Amos 9, 11 through 13 talks about that I'm going to restore the fallen booth, the fallen tabernacle of David. Ha, I'm taking it out of ruins now. And it's not going to be a show. It's not going to be about entertainment. It's going to be about presence and the power of God. And there's a pure stream that will flow out of you, man of God, and an impartation and a teaching anointing. You know, I, I, I literally saw you like have a YouTube channel where you're showing a set, but you're, you're, you're narrating on, this, on the worship set and saying, this is what I'm thinking when I'm doing this. And this is what the band is doing. This is the communications we're having on the, on the headset while the worship is going on. I mean, literally teaching the mechanics, teaching the communications, teaching the ebbs and the flows and the moods of the spirit, teaching songwriting and creativity. I will sing Psalm 40 to the Lord, a new song. Woo, I will sing. And so the Lord says, gosh, seen a lot. I'm going to open up doors for you to even be a worship father, even to current worship movements. But they will call upon you into those movements because of the purity and because of the mantle and because of the word that's in your mouth. And you will begin, God will use you to correct some things, to bring discipline to some things in a fatherly, loving way because of your understanding of what God wants. And so God says, I'm going to even bring you into movements. I'm going to bring, I'm going to make you a worship apostle pastor, if I can use that word, even for artists. Even for artists and even in the different genres that we're seeing in the creative arts, I'm going to make you a pastor over many, uh, even not just released out of this house, but in the nation, says the Spirit of the Lord. And the connections that I have given you in different nations, ha, they will continue on, says the Lord. And your songs that you will write will be bilingual and trilingual and quadlingual and lingual. all over the nations and all over the world. But there's a fresh sound that's coming out of this place. A woman of God, the prophetic mantle that's upon you, who is like God, <laughs> that's upon you, <laughs> even from your mother's womb. <laughs> the Lord says that I'm calling that thing forth. <laughs> I'm calling you forth. I'm calling you out. You, you've been good supporting him, and you're in that season. But the Lord says, side by side, the two of you, to and fro you shall go. To and fro you shall, you shall pour in. For there's a healing anointing upon your life, woman of God. 
spirit, soul, and body, ha, for minds and wills and emotions and physical conditions. There's a healing anointing and a word of wisdom that you will release out of your mouth. And so the spirit of the Lord says you're not going to stand behind him. You're going to stand beside him. And together you two will be seen as Seth and Micaiah Owens, the ministers of the Most High in the earth, says the Spirit of the Lord. I just feel loud. You know, the, the, the scripture says uh, a couple things. Don't let, do not despise your youth. Because you're going to be in settings where people are going to be much older. But it's not about the age. It's about the deposit and about what you carry. So don't be amazed when God puts you in places where you're like, man, these guys have been doing this longer than I've done it. They've done, you know, they're going to call you because they need you. They're going to call you because God needs you. And I mean, around the house, I know you probably, you probably wore a ton of hats in the past. You know, this here and this here and that here. But I believe you're going to become more specialized because you're going to, you're going to, go, you're going to go deeper and deeper. And the demand of what God's going to put on you, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the whole house is a gold mine, a diamond mine. And there's different you know, caverns and caves in different places. But the Lord says, I'm going to use you to dig out that vein of worship, that vein of understanding. And you're going to bring the riches to the surface and it's going to bless the house. It's going to bless the nations. But you're going to need the time to be able to focus and to be able to develop that. And God's going to do that. You're not going to just be people that, you know, you're not going to just be like, you know, these, these great worship coaches and teachers and apostles, but you're going to help families, couples that have hit the rocks, worship leaders that have said, you know, uh, I've blown it. It's, it, 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 it's I'm, a, I'm a done cake. You're going you're gonna to bring them in. You're going you're gonna to love them. You're going to encourage them. You're going to heal them because God's put that balance in the both of you. And it's the two of you together just, you know, you're going you're, you're gonna to sing over the singers. You're going to worship over the worshipers. And the Spirit of God is going to bring the healing and the grace and, and the, uh, the, uh, the uh, wonderful wholeness. And I just kind of feel this. You guys can just, you know, you guys can weigh this out and submit it. But I believe just like you guys have a sound conference, you're going to have a worship conference. There's going to be a heart of the city worship conference. And it may, it, it may start like uh, the cloud of a man's hand. But you already heard the word this morning. There's a sound of an abundance of rain. And God says in the days I will bring people from the four corners of the world. And they will come here to Idaho. And they will go back and they will be encouraged and they will be, and they will be strengthened in Jesus' name. God is going to give the music you write wings and legs. It's going to go in places you never, ever dreamed of. You're going to be like, what? 
what? You know, you'll look, you'll look on YouTube one day and you'll see somebody in China singing one of your songs in Chinese. And you'll look on, you'll see somebody in, 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 in Portugal singing one of your songs. You'll, you'll look and you'll see somebody in India singing one of the songs. Man, it's for here, but it's for the world. It's for the world. For such a time as this. I'm just glad to know you, bro. Sis? <laughs> I just believe in this hour that God is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And there's so many movements out there that are all spirit, and it's beautiful. And there's so many movements out there that are truth, and it's beautiful too. But when the two marry, wow. Wow. And I just believe that God, he's looking across the earth. And I think even how God educated you, I think the house he put you in, it was all by design and purpose because he wants a sound in the earth that's spirit and truth. God's raising up thinking charismatics. I don't know if you know this, but he's raising up thinking charismatics. And, and I totally saw this worship conference and I actually, um, and I know you're a worshiper and I see all that for you, but I don't see all that. They all see that for you. I actually see you as a worship theologian. And I see you bringing theology to charismatic worship and unlocking for us um, why we even do what we do. And, and like, honestly, the first time when I, you guys know, I fell in love with you. You guys were like my Wednesday crushes for like, you, you know, you're still my, you're the cutest couple ever. I just love you. But when I was here, I was like, I want to send our team to them to get trained. Like that was already, that's on you. And so I just bless you. And I, I know this because we were talking about it yesterday, but I bless the preach that's in you. And I call that preach forth and there is a boldness in you and there is a roar in you and just like he's thinkerly you're thinkerly but you're passionate and God wants that roar that's in you to come out and you're this beautiful balance even the spirit truth anointing that's on you it's on you as a couple and when you blend that together powerful things are going to happen and so I release that roar I release that roar and I just see on both of you there is healing in your, your song, there's healing in your words. There's actually healing in your marriage. When people see you together married, healing is going to come. I believe even as you lead worship, I believe cancers are going to dissolve in people's bodies. I believe as you lead worship, I even see you in foreign nations, and I see people just worshiping the Lord, and I see limbs growing back. I see ears growing in. I see people who can't walk being able to walk. I see people just getting healed as the song of the Lord comes out of you, and I believe even as the song of the Lord comes out of you and comes out of this house, that the glory of the Lord is going to fill the house. I just see the glory of the Lord filling the house, and as the glory of the Lord begins to fill the house, I can't shake this. I think God wants to heal cancers in this house. I think, I think you guys are going to have documented healings of cancers in this house, and I just... Whew. I think even God's going to give you wisdom for people's diets. 
That, I know that, I know that. Don't laugh, I know that. We talked about this. But I see wisdom for diets that actually heals cancer. And it's not gonna be your wisdom. The Holy Spirit's actually gonna give you eating plans for people and as they go on those eating plans and they submit to the process that the Holy Spirit is giving you, just healing begins to come. God doesn't have you where he has you on accident. He wants to use you guys to heal the nations. He wants, you're healers, you're healers in the house of God. So I just, I bless that gift inside both of you. Thank you, Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap, amen.